Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. This is episode 264, and we're going to be looking at biblical prophecy in the writings of Tychonius. And Tychonius, let me spell that, T-Y-C-O-N-I-U-S. And now I'm going to confuse you totally. If you go to Wikipedia, his name in Wikipedia can be spelled, just as I did, T-Y-C-O-N-I-U-S. Or if you go to Wikipedia in German or another language, still in Wikipedia, it can be spelled T-I-C-O-N-I-U-S, or T-Y-C-H-O-N-I-U-S. Or if you go to Encyclopedia Britannica, they'll spell it different than Wikipedia. So I'm just saying, don't give up because he's a pretty important guy. And what we're doing is we're looking at the teaching of biblical prophecy and the writings of the early church fathers. And we're trying to show that we're not pulling our understanding of biblical prophecy out of a hat, but it's deeply rooted in history. And really with Tychonius, we're going back over 1,600 years. And really, I was on my way, uh, very excited because um, St. Augustine had such an impact on my life for finally bringing me to understand what in the world biblical prophecy is talking about. And yet I just basically was all set to dig into St. Augustine and enthusiastic about it. And I, whoa, we need to make an important stop before we get to St. Augustine. And here's why. Tychonius, writing about 40 years before St. Augustine wrote his City of God, and in book 20 of City of God is that teaching on biblical prophecy, Tychonius was a fourth century uh uh, writer in North Africa, and he had a major impact on St. Augustine's City of God. And his writings on biblical prophecy influenced the Catholic Church for at least 800 years following. So this guy really made a dent, and just to confuse everything, he was a Donatist who, these were people who separated from the Catholic Church after the major persecutions of the Emperor Diocletian, and they believed that those who caved under persecution, particularly the leaders, you shouldn't receive the Eucharist from them and created a big stir and everything else. But nonetheless, St. Augustine learned some key elements of biblical prophecy and even his overall framework for the city of God from Tychonius. And there's two important works of Tychonius. He wrote more, but two important ones for biblical prophecy. The first one was called the Book of Rules. And I just kind of ignored this at first. I thought it was, oh, it's just, <laughs> it's just that. It was a book of rules. Do this, don't do that. But that's not what the Book of Rules is about. The Book of Rules was a handbook on principles for understanding and interpreting Scripture, and this is so good. Uh, today, if you were to go and study theology and study Scripture, you would hear the word 
hermeneutics. In other words, you just don't, you know, um, sit down and just whatever uh, intuition just pops into your mind. You say, well, this is what the Bible means. No, there's certain principles and rules you would follow. And he was one of the first to do this. In fact, you can read a summary of Tychonius's book of rules and St. Augustine's uh, writings on Christian doctrine. He summarizes them. And not only that, uh, St. Augustine broke through the millennial viewpoints, kind of like this earthly paradise that would uh, appear after the second coming of Christ. And we'll talk a little bit more about this in a second. But Tychonius was an amillennial viewpoint that the millennium in Revelation 20 was something occurring in the age of the church. And of course, St. Augustine then dropped the bomb and basically Catholic prophecy, except for, ironically, many Catholic authors and speakers and apologists today. But the Catechism of the Catholic Church clearly isn't just historical clearly isn't just futuristic. It's this idea that in the present age, the thousand years in Revelation 20 is what was being discussed by St. John. Now, here's what Tychonius, we're going to go back 1,600 years. I'm going to give you a flavor. This is actually what he wrote about the rules. Before anything else, it seemed good to me, I considered it necessary to write a little guidebook, as it were, keys and windows to the secrets of the law. If the logic of the rules is accepted, then whatever is closed will be opened, and whatever is obscure will be elucidated, so that anyone who walks in the vast forest of prophecy, guided by these rules as in a way by pathways of light, might be kept from error, unquote. How great is that? Do you see why this man made such an impact for eight centuries or more, and you could say even right into the Catechism of the Catholic Church, he began something. But before just jumping in, he learned some principles for interpreting Scripture that kept him on the right road. That doesn't mean that every single thing he said was true, but it kept him on the right road and some breakthroughs. Secondly, he wrote a commentary called The Exposition of the Apocalypse, wrote it around 380 AD, and it was a complete commentary on the book of Revelation, and that basically changed the direction of interpreting biblical prophecy for centuries. And the bad news is we don't have the original manuscript, any of them, for this commentary by Tychonius on the entire book of Revelation, but his writings were so frequently used by St. Augustine, St. Jerome, and Bede, and others in the church, that what, what scholars have done is just collected all the quotations and all these different works and have basically reconfigured the commentary by Tychonius on the entire book of Revelation from an amillennial current Catholic viewpoint, and it's available in print and electronic today. I'll be describing next episode how you can get some of those. So this is really important. And uh, I mentioned the millennium in Revelation 20, that thousand years. And it's easy with coming in from perhaps a Jewish prophetic uh, outlook 
and wanting to be very serious about Scripture, taking everything literal. That's why you need principles of interpretation before you start jumping into these topics. But there is the millennial viewpoint, the premillennial viewpoint, took the thousand years of paradise mentioned in Revelation 20 as something that begins after Christ returns. It's something, obviously, in the future. Whereas Tychonius, St. Augustine, St. Jerome, Catechism, Popes, Revelation 20, the thousand years, is simply a way of expressing the long age of the church between the first and the second comings of Christ. All right? So therefore, the thousand years, the millennium, is a period before the second coming, not after. And again, I'm going to take you back 1,600 years and He first quotes Revelation 20, which we're talking about, the thousand years, and he took hold of the dragon, the ancient serpent, who is the devil and Satan, and he bound him for a thousand years. Surely in his first coming, see, this is where he's breaking through some very thick ice. As he himself says, who is able to enter the house of a strong man and steal his vessels unless he first binds the strong man. And he says, basically, the first resurrection isn't like, you know, at the end of time where you rise from your grave in a new body and a new heavens, a new earth. He goes, no, the first resurrection is when we rise from death to life in baptism. And it's funny, not funny, I shouldn't say it's funny, but so many of the, quote, born again people miss being born again. That's what Revelation 20 is talking about through the first resurrection. Now, I've already mentioned to you when we studied Revelation, St. Augustine's use of John chapter 5, verses 24 to 29. I'm not going to do that again today because I will do that when we get to St. Augustine. But what Tychonius is, is saying is that this verse in Matthew chapter 12 can be very useful for interpreting what we mean in Revelation 20. Okay, And I just read Revelation 20. What happens? the devil or Satan is bound for a thousand years. And then Tychonius quotes Jesus from Matthew 12, 29, and talking about binding the strong man so you could plunder his house. Okay, and I apologize in advance, but we're gonna have to have a quick Greek lesson, and this isn't anything tricky and isn't anything difficult. The Greek verb for to bind is Deo, and the Greek word for loose is luo. And if you ever study Greek, I mean, it's like your first week, you learn how to decline the verb luo. And luo and deo are antonyms. They mean the opposite. And when you go to Matthew 12, 29, it says he can't plunder the strong man's house, which is talking about the whole world, uh, except for perhaps the Jewish people, but under the spell of Satan's darkness, unless he first binds Deo, the strong man, then he can plunder his house, engage in the Great Commission. And going back to Revelation 20, he says, and he seized the devil and Satan and bound him, Deo, for a thousand years. It's the exact same word used in Matthew 12, as Revelation 20. But then it gets very interesting. Revelation 20 in verse 3 says, he threw him into the pits, shut it, sealed it. 
that he should not deceive the nations until the thousand years were ended, and after that he must be loosed for a little while. That's luo, the antonym of deo. And so right in Revelation 20, 1, 2, and 3, verses 1, 2, and 3, you have the deo, the binding, and the luo, the loosing. And Tychonius, that's why he's using Matthew 12. And you really need to know this. This is the framework from which you can understand all of biblical prophecy. The implications are going to be lifelong, literally coming from this. And Tychonius says, after that, he must be loose for a little while. He identifies that time as the time of the Antichrist. So all I can say is thank you, uh, Tychonius, for a summary of one of the most difficult passages in the entire Bible for biblical prophecy and boiling it down to seeing that the first resurrection, just like St. Paul says and Tychonius mentions him in his, in his commentary on Revelation, like Romans 6, we are raised to new life and baptism. That's what St. John is talking about. And then the second resurrection is the resurrection, the bodily resurrection from the dead dead, from the graves uh, rising up. And once you get that, you will be spared from so much misinformation about biblical prophecy. So again, thank you, Tychonius. And while I'm doing a shout out, I'll give one to St. Augustine and St. Jerome for preserving his teaching for Catholics in all generations. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 264 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy, visit us online at luke21.com.